And this is where it gets heavy. So for those people who maybe struggle with um, suicide ideation um, and such, maybe we should put a timestamp in for when we're done capping this chapter. Hey folks, this is future Danielle. If you struggle with suicide and suicide ideation, now is the time when you would probably want to skip to 11 minutes in, which is when we stop this particular discussion. Okay. So Tobias is basically trying to fly away from it. Um, yeah. He's trying to like basically outrun the memory and the fear but in comments that he can't even fly that fast, trying to assert himself that he's human. And in that moment, because he's, I'm human, I am Tobias, I don't know why it was Rachel I wanted to see right at that moment. Maybe she was just the closest thing I had to a real friend. Maybe it was the way she had seemed so sure of who and what I was. I needed someone to be sure. And just like that need for somebody outside of yourself to, to get that outside reassurance is too mm -hmm. freaking real. Uh, yeah. But he, he makes it to the mall. And there's a lot here where he's flying like a bat out of hell and he's not stopping for anything. Um, I like that this here, I screamed in rage and frustration and terror as I stooped, but it's not a thought speak yell. It's mm. a red tailed hawk's yell. Um, yeah. I shot toward the door like I'd shot toward the rat, but I wasn't going to stop. I wasn't going to slow down. I was just going to end this right now. I would hit the glass at full speed and maybe that would awaken me from this nightmare. Uh, but someone opens the door and he goes through it. Um, mm -hmm. There's the note, I must have been doing 80 as I hurled through the open door. Um, and the he's in the mall. Doors, yep. They're open too. No impact, no awakening. Mm -hmm. It's just like, ugh. And it's interesting how this book is written, and especially these couple of chapters where we feel Tobias is the way the sentences get very short and sharp. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like the closer to the hawk instinct, the less mm -hmm. elaborate it's going on. But yeah. we have him like rattling off these list of shops as he passes them. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how he wants to hit something. He doesn't care about people screaming or being amazed. I wanted to wake up. I wanted to fall to the ground because my wings had disappeared and been replaced by clumsy legs and flailing arms. I wanted to be me again. Uh, he, uh, Rachel is in the middle of the mall doing her balance beam routine. Uh, Tob she, Tobias streaks by her um, and she calls out, recognizing immediately that, that it's him. Um, he's heading straight towards a blank wall. Uh, but she cries out again, and he uh, dodges it in time. Uh, he scrapes the ceiling, uh, and it causes him to fall, and he falls right into Rachel's arms. She catches him, um, and they have this very short conversation. Um, you have to get out of here, she, mur she muttered tersely. I killed, I cried. You don't understand, Rachel. I'm lost. I killed. And she says, uh, no, as long as you have me and the others, you aren't lost, Tobias. Um, and then she throws him back up into the air. Uh, and he heads straight for the skylight. Um, 
The hawk in my head wanted the sky. It knew safety was up in the high blue. The hawk powered straight up, straight up at the glass that he didn't understand. The glass that would be like a brick wall. But I couldn't fight it anymore. The hawk had won. I had killed. I had killed and eaten, and I had loved it. The ecstasy of the hunt. In a second, it would all be over. One more stroke of my powerful wings and the glass. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw a familiar face in the upper level. Suddenly, something shot past me. Small, white, stitched. The baseball hit the glass just instant, just inches ahead of my beak. Just where Marco had aimed it. Glass shards fell around me. I shot through the hole. Sky. The hawk flew fast and straight. I let it go. I surrendered. Tobias, a boy whose face I could no longer remember, no longer existed. That chapter is so much. Yeah. <sighs> yep. And there are so much, like, stepping aside from the intense headspace of Tobias for a second, like, how Rachel acts in that moment is so indicative of her. Like, yep. that potentness doesn't even think twice about catching Tobias we're in full like talons and beak and could have got hurt mm -hmm. and sorry the cat is yelling at me I'm trying to I'm trying to have insightful thoughts about animorphs <laughs> <laughs> support me in this um we have that with Rachel and it's such a small that notion of Marco seeing this figuring out what the fuck Mm -hmm. Tobias is about to do and having the instinct, the the thought to do it and the aim to punch out a skylight with a baseball. Mm -hmm. Just like, yeah, that's my good video game plan, kid. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. that that the snapness of being able to make this, and he's pretty good at throwing a baseball if he can beat a bird. Yeah. Like, that is a hefty pitch. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh just this whole thing is all emotions. I have all of them mm -hmm. at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I made a note here uh, in this last little bit towards the skylight. Tobias is actually using the hawk against himself. Mm -hmm. um, the hawk sees the sky through the skylight and flies towards it. And Tobias actively does nothing to stop it. Because as we've said here, Tob Tobias is, is suicidal here. Like, yeah, he doesn't. He he doesn't want to deal with this anymore. He wants to wake up. Mm -hmm. There's just, and I think there's like, I want to say analogous, but like, I think for people that have struggled with my like giving in, it's like giving in to the thoughts, giving in to the despair, mm -hmm. but also like letting the thing that is hurting us win for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And like letting the hawk instinct, just like believing the lies your depression is telling you. Like, yeah, I think I yeah. think a lot of us have been there, and it's it sucks. And it doesn't matter how much your friends are there for you in that moment, because mm -hmm. if because like it's not the loudest thing that you have to deal with. It's the shit in your head. Yep. And it sometimes it is easier just to give in to shitty thoughts or to. Yeah when you have an out to lose yourself in, to lose yourself in it, which is what Tobias does in the next sort of chapter. It's just like, fine, fuck it. Mm -hmm. Because being Tobias is hard. Yep. So 
he gives in to the hawk instincts mm -hmm. for a bit. Like Marco and Rachel saved him in that moment, but yeah. it then the responsibility falls back onto him. Okay, and I, I do let you out of the room. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to be sad about Tobias Loki. <laughs> <sighs> He's looking so reproachful. Like, how dare you have emotions about other creatures? <laughs> <sighs> yeah, and I like that thing that you point out that, you know, Rachel says the the right thing, right? She mm -hmm. she says the right thing and supports him. Um and reasserts his humanity and his belonging with them um but it's it's not enough to stop him which is it's a shitty thing but is one of the upsetting aspects of reality that mm -hmm. regardless of how much we want to be there for our friends yeah. Sometimes they don't want our help or are not in a position to take it. Yeah. And that isn't your failing as a friend. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to remind yourself of. And I really appreciate <laughs> Kay Applegate yeah. being like, you can do all the right things and people can still be hurting. Mm -hmm. And that's not because anybody has done something wrong. Yeah. It's just because it sucks. Yeah. But it does mean that when Tobias does come back to himself, it's Rachel he goes back to. Mm -hmm. But um, so, yeah, we have these few days that uh, Tobias does this. He, he doesn't communicate with any of the group. He disappears. He finds a place for himself. And it's really beautifully described. Um, mm -hmm. He talks about hunting and the, riding the thermals, just sitting in the trees mm -hmm. and watching. And one of the things I liked here is that he talks about how days were easier than the nights because he can hunt all the time, mm -hmm. just occupies the brain. That's what the hawk instincts are all about. And then at night, mm -hmm. his human mind pops up. It shows him memories, mm -hmm. human life, his friends. The human in my head was sad, lonely. The human Tobias really just wanted to sleep. He just wanted to disappear and let the hawk rule. He wanted to accept that he was no longer human. And this actually reminded me amusingly enough, I think of a John Mulaney bit which just like, uh, if you hate the world, you're probably hungry. If you think the world hates you, you probably need a nap. Mm. Or at least to try that first. And just like the notion of him not being able to sleep and that making it mm -hmm. worse. Mm -hmm. um, and he remembers the female hawk. Um, mm -hmm. And so he goes to the mountain lake where she is and um, watches her being a hawk. And it's like waiting to see how she engages with him. I really appreciate, like, he's like, I have to be cautious. She was a female, and females are a third bigger on average. Yep. Uh, just like, <laughs> respectful, just like, yep, she could kick my ass. <laughs> and we have this real interesting moment of um, then there's movement in the woods, and he's like, oh, it's a chase. And it's always exciting watching that, even by another species. Um, and we have this interesting moment of the human parts of Tobias's brain kicking in as he starts putting together what he's hearing mm -hmm. and what's happening. And he realizes that it is a human being being chased um, by a hawk bajir. And mm -hmm. I have this moment of just like it hits him like a lightning bolt. 
Um, but what I like first, actually, that it closes way through a lot. Like he's talking about blades cutting through the grass, and it's like a mm. lawnmower. No, something else. Salad shooter. Yes, that's what Marco called them. Marco. The image came to my mind. Short, dark, a human. It hit me like a lightning bolt. Suddenly, I realized this prey was a human. And then we have this back and forth. Why should I care? It was prey. That's the way it works. Predator killed prey. No, it was a human being. And then we have him recognizing the vocalization that it's he's hearing. Mm-hmm. And the per- this person asks for help. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to describe what happened next. It was like my entire world flipped over. Like one minute it was one thing, one way, then boom. It was something totally different. It was like opening your eyes after a dream. The prey was a human being. The predator was a hawk bajir. This was wrong. Wrong. It had to be stopped. I stopped. And it's just this moment. And he's just like, okay, no hawk goes. And just like he was analyzing the moment, like a no hawk goes after a full-grown raccoon after he was watching uh, Mm -hmm. the female hawk. Just like, now I'm going to go over a hawk bajir. And then hawk bajir compared to raccoons, like a nuclear bomb compared to a bow and arrow. Uh, just, it made me think of Brian because obviously raccoons <laughs> make me think of Brian. Um, and suss out to go for the eyes because uh, yep. they're the only weak spot. And this boy in the body of a fucking red-tailed hawk attacks a hawk bajir. Mm-hmm. And as he's doing this, all the information starts flooding back. Mm-hmm. Reassert himself. He doesn't know this person. Uh, but it doesn't matter. And he realizes the other hawk is watching him and he mm-hmm. says he can feel like he's being drawn to her, like the hawk instincts reasserting itself. She's like a magnet. But mm-hmm. the the urge to protect this person is stronger because yeah. he, Tobias, can't let that happen. Yeah. Good shit. It's real good shit. And the next thing we see is him going to Rachel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, he rattles against her door, her window. Um, she opens the, the window like Tobias, and he says, more or less. Um, she started to hug me to put her arms around me, but then she realized that wasn't possible. Birds aren't exactly made for hugging. <laughs> um she talks about how everyone has been terrified and Cassie was like, maybe he's been killed. It's really hard for hawks in the wild. Um, talks about Jake, Jake is being depressed. depressed. And Tobias is like, I'm okay. And so Rachel's just like, oh, so you're safe. <laughs> Flips the table. Not literally, <laughs> but just like, okay, you're safe. You're okay. Okay, now I can yell at you. And she does. <laughs> just like, now that she was sure I was safe, she started getting mad. It made me smile inwardly. That was Rachel for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, she asks him what the fuck he was doing and Mm -hmm. he's like well uh the hawk sort of won out uh and he's he just like again downplaying everything um Mm -hmm. like the hawk instincts they're strong um he tells her about his first kill about how much it horrified him um and she tried to look sympathetic but i could see it bothered her um he says he lost control for the last couple of days i've been living like a hawk all the way like a hawk i think i was starting to forget me i was starting to lose touch with the humans then something happened and he tells her about the person being chased by the hork and how he 
helped him to get away. Admits um, to using thought speak to do it. Yeah. And she's like, but now he knows about you and the work bajur. And Tobias is like, what is he going to do? Go tell people he was chased through the woods by an alien monster and rescued by a telepathic bird? <laughs> and she's like, fair. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Fair. Um, mm -hmm. She says, you saved him. And he says, I almost didn't. At first, I just saw another predator and his prey. No different from watching the owls at night. No different from what I do myself. Kill to eat. And Rachel comes back at him and says, the Yerks and their slaves aren't killing to eat. They're killing to control and dominate. Killing because it's the only way you can eat, because that's the way nature designed you. That's one thing. Killing because you want power or control is evil. Um, Tobias is like, well, I hadn't thought about it that way. Uh, she's, you can see her actively uh, coming mm -hmm. to terms with it as she's talking. Yeah. Um, what you did, eating, you know, whatever. Well, that's natural for the hawk. This is, yeah, it's just like mm, Rachel, who's still having nightmares about being a shrew. Uh huh. And it, like, yeah. th that's as much like reassuring herself. Like, you feel that in this. Mm -hmm. um, he, he still isn't totally convinced, but it's comforting. He says it's comforting to be talking to her at all. Um, and she reassures, like, you are human. And he's like, yeah, maybe I don't know. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I just feel so trapped. I want to move my fingers, but I don't have any. I want to speak out loud, but I have, only, I have a mouth that's only good for ripping and tearing. Mm -hmm. And just like Rachel looked like she might start crying. It was alarming to me because Rachel isn't a girl who bursts out in tears ever. And he's just like, anyway, look, I'm sorry I ruined your exhibition at the mall the other day. She's just like, no, it was great. It's perfect. I didn't have to do it. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and he's like, I hope no one was hurt by the falling glass. And then she's like, no, everyone was fine. But what were you going to do if Marco had missed with that baseball? You would have hit the glass awfully hard. And they kind of just sit and stare at each other a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then there's this moment where she uh, pets his crest. And mm -hmm. it's, it makes the hawk uncomfortable. But at the same time, it was pr like preening, which is kind of pleasurable. And we have that moment. And th we have this moment where I think Rachel kind of has clearly realized just like, but what I told you the other day, Tobias, remember, you're not as lost. You're not. As you're not lost as long as you have Jake and Cassie and me, even Marco, he came through for you big time. We're your friends. You're not alone. And she's like, I think I would have cried then, but hawks can't cry. And someday the Andalites will come. And then he um, just like nopes out. Mm hmm. Just, and um, he says, We've got the mission to talk about. And she's like, We don't have to go through with that. And it's like, Yes, we do more than ever I understand that that there are humans trapped in bodies controlled unable to escape and he knows this so much mm -hmm. and because he might be trapped forever but he can free other people mm -hmm. it's like maybe that's what I need to do to stay human mm -hmm. yeah each of these first books is really kind of about each of the uh, original Animorphs finding their reasons to fight Mm -hmm. So, like, Jake had Tom, and Rachel has Melissa, and all of the, you know, parents who, all of the children with yerked parents who think that their parents don't love them anymore. And Tobias here, like, everyone who's trapped in their own bodies and can't escape. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's good. It's good shit. So, the mission goes ahead. Mm -hmm. Eyes in the sky, Tobias. Four grey wolves running beneath it. They time it. They've like got their timing ready. 
And uh, God, this whole business is just like, you're taking us to a bear cave, as in big grizzly bears. And this is a good thing. And Carrie's like, not grizzlies, black bears. <laughs> Much smaller. <laughs> Sweet. Totally reassured. Just a small bear cave. <laughs> and uh, we have just like this fun back and forth. Um, Tobias like filling everybody in. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's great. He's just like, oh yeah, well, skunks and stuff use it sometimes. And Marcus like skunks. It's just, they don't live there. It's fine. Um, <laughs> and uh, talks about, um, and I appreciate, uh, I like, <laughs> Tobias like, I'm sorry there wasn't a convenient Marriott. And Marcus like, no room service? Uh, well, as long as there's cable because the ESPN. <laughs> and I like the visual we get then that he's carrying, uh, Tobias is carrying a little nylon pouch. He's just like, because mm-hmm. that was there going, me, Jade, who's been planning to have Kel make some stuff like this for dumb kids. Just like, yeah, there's precedent in narrative. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, so easily amused. But they they get to the cave and Marco is about as charming about it as he always is. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, it's lovely. And uh, figures out empty. Uh, it, they find out it's empty except for a mouse. Um, and Tobias decides to try a joke. Chase him out here. I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, just like, bless this child. But only Marco yeah. laughed. The others all acted like I did something embarrassing. Maybe I had. And let me tell you, big autistic mood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like whoa, yeah. uh, but I appreciate Marco laughing because, like, like yeah. we were saying before, like he gets that vibe to joke mm-hmm. to to make things like oh, it's just good. It's this kinship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that moment, Marco, when there's this awkwardness, Marco's just like, okay, let's change back. Yeah. And Tobias is like, I'm gonna go look around because he doesn't like being there when they morph sometimes. Mm-hmm. And when he gets back, Marco was complaining as usual. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they, in the pouch that Tobias brought is some fishing line and a fire starter and, uh, some hooks. And so the Animorphs get to fishing in order to try to catch something that they can use to go up into the pipes of the ship. Um, but I appreciate that they suck at fishing. <laughs> they're all terrible at fishing. <laughs> um, it's taking way longer than they initially expected. Tobias tries to talk them all out of it, saying, like, you know, now we're not going to have time for you to practice the morph beforehand and all this other sort of stuff. Um, and he he he's coming to the realization that everyone else is going to be in danger and he will not. And so he mm-hmm. keeps trying to talk them out of it. Um, uh, but they keep going with it. Uh, and they finally catch a fish um, and acquire it. Uh, and they begin, <laughs> the, the Yerks come faster than they expected and they're off like doing sweeps of the surrounding forest, killing any birds and animals they see because Tobias helped the human get away the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they all decide that the way to do this then is to morph inside the cave, then have Tobias carry them as fish over to the lake and drop them in the lake. Um, and Tobias is very aware that this this plan is quickly getting even worse. Uh, oh, then we have this moment where like jeeps are coming and they need to get into the cave, and Tobias just like flies up to fuck around with a helicopter. Yep. Just like <laughs> I'm, there, I'm reading this guy. What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> Tobias, why? You can't take on a helicopter. It works. It's fine. He distracts the helicopter long enough. And to be fair, if he hadn't, Rachel would have been spotted. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't need this. 
in my life. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, but I appreciate we have this bit of reflection uh, going on about how the hawk bajir everyone's really nervous and jumpy all the hawk bajir and stuff and how you don't yeah. want Vista 3 to be mad at you. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the uh, the dropship arrive, um, mm-hmm. like shimmering into reality, and we uh, start the... Uh, uh, Tobias notices there's extra security, mm-hmm. um, and then this is where we figure out there's another ship there. And it's because uh, Vista 3 is here. <laughs> Vista 3 is always here. <laughs> um, but it, I, I again, we get this interesting dis- the description of uh, what a Vista 3 looks like and that way that the the vibe of just everyone feeling shitty because Vista 3 is there mm-hmm. um, continues. Yep. And uh, like... He gets back to the cave. And I was just like, forget the plan. <laughs> He's here. <laughs> yep. I love that they all knew from the way I said it. So, yep. but they were all just like, they're just like, oh, why is he here? Extra security. They screwed up. And, but they just like, the plan is to, and we have this moment where Marco and Tobias are in agreement about we should not do this now. And everyone's like, no, we should absolutely do this now. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody else is just like, we don't know if we'll have another chance to do this. What if they use up all of this lake and have to move to another one? We may never be able to find them again. Uh, so they get outvoted. And they get outvoted. And so we have the really, this is one of the most distressing morphs of like Cassie going into a fish. Mm-hmm. Um, freaks out when the gills pop in. Because mm-hmm. like that's when the breathing stops, but manages to get her to the lake, and she acclimatizes mm-hmm. gradually, and we're able. To, and Tobias is able to do this. Uh, he's able to get Jake, then Marco, and then gets spotted having carried fish. <laughs> so, um, what's the language there? Yeah, and so it's terrifying. Just like this is happening, and it's hard when the. This has a real close encounter with the Hawk Brigier, mm-hmm. um, but manages to get Rachel while carrying Rachel. This is happening, but he's able to drop her to the lake. Mm-hmm. And um, he just like, he decides to hover just under the ship, skimming the water. Everyone's like, oh, we can still hear you. That's really cool. He's just like, haha, yeah, weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not doing something stupid right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, uh, the, the currently fishified members of the team um, head up the pipe. Yep. So, uh, excuse me, Marco said, but does anyone else stop to realize that some of the things we talk about doing are totally insane? What, turning into fish so we can be carried by a hawk and let ourselves be sucked up the pipe of an alien spaceship so we can then turn into tigers and gorillas and whatever and overpower the creepy aliens? Rachel said, is that what you meant by insane? (laughs) That's it exactly. Yep. Rachel said, it is insane. Well, okay, Marco said, as long as we all know we're nuts. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> and there's and nothing then, to do but wait. Yeah. Um, because they, the one of them demorphs and sees that there's a grate at the top of the, um, at the top of the, the tank that they're in. Um, and they're like, well, we just have to wait for the water level to rise so we can reach the grate and then go into the rest of the ship. Um, so it's just a waiting game. <laughs> Meanwhile, shit's kicking off on the ground and Tobias figures out, oh, they've sussed out which mm-hmm. shit's going down because Vista 3 is here and has smart enough to figure this out. 
and um, the bug fight, one of the bug fighters takes off and starts um, killing birds. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tobias has that realization about the female hawk being in her territory um, and is just sort of panicking. And he has the smart idea to land on the ship because they're not going to p- try to put a hole in their own ship. And to be fair, <laughs> I was like, that good instincts, kiddo. Good instincts. <laughs> but then he lands on top of the ship and then there's the helicopters and bug fighters. Everyone's looking at him and he's just there on top mm-hmm. of the ship. Yep. Uh, the blade ship comes up and Visser 3 talks to him directly. Uh, and uh, basically Visser 3 is like, all right, no fucking real bird would do that. <laughs> and Tobias is like, ah, oh, shit. And Visser being doing his best, like, give yourself up, Andalite, I will give you a quick and painless death as soon as mm-hmm. you tell me where the others are. And he does the same thing. Have it your way, Andalite, I am patient. I can wait here for as long as it takes, and then you will die quickly by Drakenbeam. Or perhaps if we can stay here more slowly here in my blade ship. Much more slowly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, melodramatic asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Tobias hears from Rachel that they can't get out of the water tank. They can't get the grade off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and, they're trapped in the tank. And we have this fucking line about from Rachel about we can't let them take us alive. It's like we don't want to be taken alive. Just like, ugh, you know, children. Mm-hmm. Babies. Yep. Yeah, they're 13. Uh-huh. They are actual babies. Yep. And they're just like, we've got to destroy the ship. Um, mm-hmm. And Tobias, understandably, is freaking out uh, because we're not, we can't do anything. And we have this, we have this exchange. Yep. Is it melodramatic? A little. Is it good? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Yep. Yeah, basically, uh, they're all like, if you can find a way to destroy the ship, that would be great. But if not, we're just going to morph to human and tread water. And then when we uh, dock with the mothership, we're going to morph into other animals and go down fighting. Um, Mm -hmm. And (laughs) Tobias is, again, freaking out, like you said. Um, Mm -hmm. And and Rachel's like, well, I guess Marco was right. Uh, This was all a really bad plan. And Tobias, Rachel, I never told you. <laughs> and she's just like, you didn't have to, Tobias. I knew. Uh huh. Goodbye. And she fell silent. In my mind, I could picture her regaining her human shape and just like, this is some fucking tenth doctor bullshit. Yep. It's great. I'm here for it. <laughs> um, but we have this moment. Um, Tobias has this moment of like despair. We had lost the exit one. Above me, the blade ship waited like a hawk watching a rabbit, ready to swoop down and finish me. And then it's just like, only I wasn't a rabbit. Visa 3 was a predator, well, so was I. And I no longer had anything to be afraid of. If my friends were to die in the mothership, I would be lost and alone in a world where I belonged nowhere. I had nothing more to lose. Yep. And so he's just like, fuck it. Then some taxons (laughs) show up, climbing out on the side of the ship. And he pulls the same trick with her going for the eyes. Yep. The red jello eyes. And just mm-hmm. like he raised one of his feeble forearms to shoot his eyes. It's just the visual 
of this like mm-hmm. giant centipede motherfucker with jello eyes, just like no, <laughs> as the bird flies out, probably makes me laugh more than it should. Yeah, he steals and, the uh, dragon beam from. He the fucking steals bomb. the dragon beam from him. It's great. And Visser Three is like freaking out, like yep. at him, and Tobias takes off towards the bridge. Aware yep. of the ship where he'd seen the taxon crew. Hugging the surface uh, of the ship so they still can't shoot him. Mm-hmm. And we talked earlier about how like red-tailed hawks are not built for speed for long periods of time. That's not mm-hmm. their vibe. But he does this. like, And they try to speed up the ship. Um, and Tobias is just keeping up. Um, and after a point, he can't keep up by flying. So he lands and he's just walking along like gripping mm-hmm. on with the talons mm-hmm. and um one little loop leap does it and then fires the dragon beam at the uh the bridge mm-hmm. of the ship um and yeah it cuts through the <laughs> cuts through the window attacks on up the control panels like a hot knife going through but he holds down the trigger as long as he can drops the dragon beam and then this ship as big as a skyscraper is is going down or is kind of it starts to uh, we get a big explosion it mm-hmm. when it plows into one of the helicopters there's <laughs> some very good onomatopoeic riding bug fighters slam into mm-hmm. the ship and yep. um that's when tobias sees a hole in the side of the drop ship mm-hmm. with water pouring out of it yeah and he sees his friends falling out of the side of the ship and he's like, well, I was granting their last wish to not be taken alive, but this is awful. Um, mm-hmm. He starts flying towards them, uh, knowing he can't do anything about it. But as they fall, they start to morph into their birds. Um, and one by one, they make it out just in time before they hit the ground. Um, and... <laughs> and they they fly they're able to fly away um they go into the trees they hide um the ship blows up um very satisfying very satisfying uh but the explosion had disturbed every animal in the forest the birds had all either hidden or flown away during the earlier fighting those few birds still left now took wings startled i saw her take off the hawk she was scared and wanted to run to the sky but the sky was not a sanctuary for her. I don't know which ship fired the dragon beam, whether it was one of the bug fighters or the blade ship. You see, they'd had a good long look at me, and she looked just like me. The dragon beam sizzled, it burned off a wing, and she fell to earth, never to fly again. The Yerk ship burned. What was left was eliminated by the Yerks. No evidence was left behind. No proof that we could show the world. But we had destroyed it and a bug fighter, and we had gotten out alive. Bias goes to visit Rachel again, um, and she uh, says to him that she and Cassie were thinking and that, you know, they could go back up to the lake and try and find the other hawk's body and give her, like, a funeral. Um, and uh, this this kind of exchange between her and Tobias where she she's unsure she knows that Tobias felt something for this other bird she doesn't understand what he felt I don't think mm-hmm. um but 
He says, no, that doesn't sound crazy, Rachel. Uh, not crazy at all, just human. And she looks at him and she's like, well, we are human. All of us. Yes, I knew I was human when I realized how, how sad I was that she was killed. See, a hawk wouldn't care. If she had been my mate, I would have missed her, been disturbed. But sadness? That's a human emotion. I know it seems strange, but I guess only a human would really care that a bird had died. Um, Rachel redoubles her offer to go help look, and he's like, no, you know, nature will take care of it. That's just the way it is. Um, she says, that's the way it is for wild animals to buy us, not humans. Mm. And he says, yeah, I know. That's how I know that you're wrong, Rachel, at least partly. I am a human, yes, but I am also a hawk. I'm a predator who kills for food, and I'm also a human being who, who grieves over death. Um, and then he uh, flies away, recognizing that he's some strange mix of human and hawk. Um, I love the uh, ending of this mm -hmm. book. Um, because it comes back to that whole duality. Mm -hmm. uh, we've obviously just had that line. and um, But we have this, you know now why I can't tell you my last name or where I live, but someday you may look up in the sky and see the silhouette of a large bird of prey. Some large bird with a rending beak and sharp tearing talons. Some bird with vast wings outstretched to ride the thermals. Be happy for me and for all who fly free. And that's some good shit right there. <sighs> yep. Yep. It's good shit. It is some good shit. And because that is, do I think, just like freedom. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's book three. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I did make the note here. Um, after, after he says that he's not entirely human. Uh, mm -hmm. Rachel looks terribly sad. She's very human, my friend Rachel. Your uh, friend. Yeah, and I have two comments on this. One, you basically confessed your love to her the day before. NBD. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but also, she's very human. Mm -hmm. Not me. Yeah. Um, just underscoring that kind of... He is different in that way. Yeah. So. So, what'd you think? It's a good book that was. Like that. Had lots of emotions <laughs> about it when reading it and reading it back again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, this bird son of yours, he's very, <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. You see why he is my son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Hmm. <sighs> so, uh, questions and comments uh, that we got from Izzy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's dive into those. Um, so, Izzy sent us some questions through the Discord uh, again. Please join our Discord and ask us questions about the books that you want to hear our opinions on. Um, and C wrote, um, if this book were written today, how do you think the bit about Marco being a girl wolf would be written? 
Um, there wouldn't really be any differentiation between the male and female wolf, I don't think, at least not in the way that they made it, where mm. it's like, yeah, the male wolf leads the pack and has to defend his territory and all this other mm -hmm. sort of shit. Because again, uh, the, the alpha theory of wolves is mm -hmm. BS. Um, yeah. Uh, everyone could just pick whatever wolf they wanted or all pick the same wolf. Um, mm -hmm. if they didn't want to have to worry about relationship dynamics, um, and, you know, calling back to when Rachel morphed Fluffer McKitty and, uh, noticed Fluffer's scent everywhere, um, mm -hmm. where she would just like sniff it and be like, oh, okay, that's just me, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like if they all morphed the same wolf, then they could probably do that and not have to worry about who everyone was. Yeah. Um. But, just uh, yeah. science changes, people are more aware and also K Applegate are more switched on about gender in the way a lot of us are because yeah. you know these things change and our understanding grows. Yeah. So Yeah. Better. There might have been something more about playing with the gender thing of like mm. who picks oh, the male wolf versus the female wolf. Yeah, because we've um, had conversations in Dumb Kids a couple mm -hmm. of times about, well, I think it was just with the lions, really, because that's one of the few mm -hmm. times it's noticeable that there's a difference mm -hmm. in the in the options available to uh, <laughs> to acquire morphs. Yeah. Um, but it's, like, nobody ever expresses any, like, because uh, Fluffer is a boy cat and Rachel, mm -hmm. like, there's never any sort of issue with being an animal of a different biological right. sex than their you're already changing species i feel yes. like yes it's it's kind of a, a moot yeah. point and i think part of that is because you know this book is for children yes and you don't necessarily want to be talking about genitals in a book for children mm -hmm. um but yeah for sure yeah. there's there's definitely something there yeah and also it just does feel like again some of that residual marco being weirdly misogynistic in a way mm -hmm. in the way that they've some of the comments he comes out with just like i don't want to be a girl wolf mm -hmm. it's like baby stop it yep be don't better be a baby. Than this. <laughs> be better yep um okay uh the uh so next question was uh what do you both think about the trauma tobias is experiencing being forced into a post-human experience and the severe dysphoria he was going through and how it was written mm -hmm. uh, well we sort of talked a bit about this going through yeah a fucking mood i, I guess <laughs> um mm, well, i guess go for it <laughs> yeah i just uh yeah been there it not a bird obviously but uh feeling an acute sense of wrongness within my own skin yeah mm -hmm. sucks yeah sucks and then also coming to an understanding later just like oh okay it doesn't matter that this doesn't line up with this mm -hmm. and making a piece with it i'm like i yeah. have good days and i have bad days like a lot of trans people and it's a lot yeah. to deal with sometimes but I, it feels very good reading the fact that it could speak so easily to to feelings I know I've had. Mm -hmm. I think is a credit to the writing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and 
I know that uh, Catherine and Michael's, I think they have a daughter um, mm-hmm. who is trans. Yeah. Um, and that they're extremely accepting of. Um, and obviously they were writing this way before she was born. Um, but, you know, it's it's good to see some of that echoed in this mm. that that eventual acceptance mm. um and i've written here uh when when he talks about i am a human yes but i am also a hawk i was like tobias the non-binary icon mm-hmm. um and as someone who is currently uh thinking gender thoughts um you know this really hits home for me in a you can be both mm-hmm. um sort of way yeah like that that being told that um it doesn't have to be column a or column b turns out if you just like roll down there's this whole other world of options mm-hmm. like when i i remember when um this oh god makes me sound that old when i first sort of like started hearing about words terms like genderqueer a non-binary mm-hmm. and going like, oh, I don't have to identify as a woman or female or a girl. Mm-hmm. Fuck me, that's that's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, cool. It's like being given permission to mm-hmm. to look for other options and know yeah. that there are other options. And I think mm-hmm. that's handled beautifully. Like for all we have Tobias's dysphoria about his situation going through, that acceptance, I am human and I am a hawk. Mm-hmm. Is is lovely, yeah. And I feel that speaks to what I was just saying. Just like you, that understanding, and it isn't always easy. And some days it's harder than others. And some days maybe you feel more one thing than another. But mm-hmm. you accept that it's all a part of who you are. Yeah. That's good. It is good. The last three are just comments. Uh, hey, so this is book three. What the fuck? fuck me up about tobias which mood um and y'all ever just wish you could kin so hard you dissociate into being an actual bird <laughs> Call out post <laughs> listen the number of times as a child that i imagined i could morph into a bird and fly away was significantly non-zero <laughs> <laughs> uh my um my D D druid mm-hmm. uh anarin who i played for over a year um had a tendency like uh was had issues with social skills um mm-hmm. autistic af uh and as a druid could tend to animals and literally when she had to deal with social situations she didn't want to have to talk to people she would literally beast shape <laughs> so she didn't have the human <laughs> mouth and have to talk to people she would literally just like nope and yep. usually turned into a fox and we're just like no nah, i'm just gonna hang out like this now nice <laughs> they're just like god if only <laughs> if if only that were an option mm-hmm. so uh so general questions did mm-hmm. you have a favorite part hmm vicariously like fuck yeah this is awesome um 
that fucking visual of a hawk firing a dragon beam <laughs> is real fucking clutch, let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, that was just like, fuck yeah. Uh, but mm-hmm. the sheer determination of Tobias in the moment, like fucking walking along, digging the talons in, mm-hmm. just such a a thing. But I want to say favorite part because it favorite implies an enjoyment level that's not there, but the chapter of Tobias in the mall. Yeah, same. Is like so potent and so evocative mm-hmm. and yeah. it's not easy to read, but is very, very good. So that's probably... Yeah. If people said, oh, which, but if I have to in the future go, oh, so what book is book three? It's just like, oh, well, it's this one. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. I think between that one and, uh, uh, any of the scenes with Rachel, really, of him going to her. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're, they're one really good, uh, shipping scenes they're really good like character development and interpersonal scenes um Mm -hmm. and they really they really establish um just that this is something that happens often often enough Mm. that rachel has nailed a birdhouse outside of her window it's very good and and you know he just goes goes to her uh and it feels good yeah. I'm really looking forward to getting to grips with Cassie, like mm-hmm. having a book from her perspective, because she's the person I feel I know the least based on the book so far. Mm-hmm. So like, cause Marco's louder yes. and has like that real distinct personality, whereas Cassie is like animals. And she's like, I'm looking forward to knowing more about her than that. And like, mm-hmm. Like the her relationship with Rachel feels very good, and I like that. There's a small nod about Jake and Cassie accidentally on purpose touching yeah. hands at one point. It's just like it's really cute dorks, <laughs> <laughs> you sweet babies. Um, but yes, yeah. so yes, it's very good. Uh, did anything surprise you? How hard it went. Mm. Like, yeah, because. Um, mental health is one of those things that, um, and depression that you don't often see explored in children's books, or I don't remember reading it when I was reading books as a kid. I think mm-hmm. maybe there's more now, especially because I feel like YA is so much more of a thing now than it was. Mm-hmm. Like we had the scholastic book fair time, but like those books didn't feel like young, the YA that we have now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that rawness and that honesty of emotion, mm-hmm. in a, in a, in, as a good surprise, just like, yeah, I, I know the Animorphs books do go hard generally, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, so early in it to see such pathos and, yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. That 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 that's wor- That's my wording done. <laughs> Oh, uh, was there any part that didn't make sense to you or that you didn't understand? No, I think I'm good. So how do I see about doing like a co-adoption thing with you? Some co-parenting <laughs> on this good bub boy. Who is your son? <laughs> Get in some co-parent in here. Uh-huh. Uh you just you just fill out some paperwork, that's all. Okay, really. sweet. Yeah. Sweet, sweet, sweet. 
But yes, you were quite correct. I do love Tobias. <laughs> I have a lot of emotions about Tobias. So. Yeah. Yes. So. It's very good. He's so good. He's I love him so good. much. And I feel robbed of so many Tobias books. Because I can understand be why it might be harder to write because obviously he is that little bit isolated and it's harder mm -hmm. to. Yeah. But also, cowards. Yeah. But it does mean that all of his books are like really important. Mm. So there's that. Yeah. No, no filler to bias stories. Mm hmm. Yeah. I don't think there isn't a single filler to bias story, I don't think. Yeah. That's good. Okay. I think that's it. I think so too. <laughs> All right. Well, that was book three. That was book three. Next time we'll talk about book four, The Message. Um, and we'll have a special guest, which Woo! is exciting. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, um All righty. Uh, in the meantime, my co-host has been Danielle. Uh, you can find them at RedtailedHawk90 on the Twitters. You can also uh, listen to Dumb Kids Playing Hero, the Animorphs actual play podcast that Danielle GMs and that I play at DKPHPod on Twitter. Dumb Kids Playing Hero pod, yeah. is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got it right. Hey. I finally made a Twitter. <laughs> uh Oh, yeah. and on the room where it happened, at RoomWearPod on Twitter. <laughs> uh, and my co-host has been Jade. You can find them on Twitter at JadeOxfordRose. You can find them also on Dumb Kids Playing Hero. You can find them on Follow the Leader at FDLCast on Twitter. Um, and if you join the Discord, then you can talk to both of us mm -hmm. in person. And it'd be great. Yes. Come join us. Have feelings and emotions. <laughs> Use spoiler so tabs many. liberally. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Remember, basically no one in the Discord knows anything. Yeah, except Jen and Danielle yep. and Izzy. Yep. And and Jen and I just kind of flail at each other. It's very good. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, until next time. Until next time. All right. Very Let's nice. Do one more clap. Let's do a clap. Uh, oh five. Oh five.